Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Monet Exchange. And And this this is Sibling Sibling Rivalry. Rivalry. This week, we discuss a controversial article on Slate.com. We talk about the Emmy Awards. And we find out what made me say this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Roberta Eli. I am sitting here with Emmy Award winner Monet. (laughs) You're damn fucking right, bitch. I'm glad you know that I am I am on season set of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm a Miss Congeniality, and now I'm an I am an Emmy Award winner. Monet, you have not absolutely under no circumstances have you won any Emmy. Excuse me. Here's my question: Why are you such a hating ass bitch? Okay, first of all, hating on you is literally one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> I will never quit doing it. Um, I, dr- I have dreams where I hate on you. <laughs> I believe, honestly, I really be- truly believe that you do. Oh, there's nothing to believe. This is all fact. Don't even don't even stretch your imagination because it's so it's so clearly valid and true. You are a ridiculous human being. No, girl, I'm an Emmy Award winner. How does it feel to have a friend who's an Emmy? Award- I feel like I'm your first friend who's an Emmy Award winner. Okay, I'm friends with Delta Work, and she's a real Emmy Award winner. <laughs> okay, what well, to call y'all friends is a stretch. She told yeah, me. I mean, we're not really friends. That's 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 all true. We're, we're genuinely not really friends. Um, no. But, Mone, you were on an Emmy Award winning show. And, okay, but, Bob, you cannot deny the fact that my narration and the things that I did in the sponge Narr- Oh, so you narrated the show. You I, are the narrator. You best fucking of, believe I did. And I have. Oh, you are the you are the Oprah Winfrey of season 10 <laughs> of RuPaul's Drag Race. Which I narrated the motherfucking season, and that is a fact. Oh, my God. Money, sometimes I genuinely think you're a crazy person. Also, why do you say, like, you've been doing this thing for the past couple uh, uh, weeks where you say my name, Monet. My name is Monet. 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 Not Monet. Monet, I have an accent, and I'm from the South. I I really wish you wouldn't um, make uh, my accent uh, a a subject of ridicule. (laughs) Oh, my God. As you make every part of my being a ridicule. Some of us just have Southern accents, okay? And they're crunchy as hell. Anyway, um, this is a so very... So you guys please go to Monet's page and ask her to take down her Emmy Award winning uh, status on her Instagram. I absolutely will do no such thing. I, I, I'm i sure, I'm pretty sure you can hear Vanessa and Angie Mateo screaming in the background. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Why did you change your... um? You Okay, just so you guys know, Monet's Instagram bio reads as follows. <laughs> <laughs> It says Monet Exchange TM trademark. And then there is a check, a blue check 
Underneath that, it says public figure. Underneath that, it says unapologetically black. And there is a, uh, a Wakandan flag. No, <laughs> there is a Wakandan flag next to that. St. <laughs> Lucia, bitch. I know, St. Lucia. And then underneath that, it says Miss Congeniality. <laughs> Under that, it says Emmy Award winner, parentheses, RPDR, S10, close parentheses, <laughs> And then asterisk, asterisk, in that order, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> and then there's a YouTube link that takes you directly to her uh, I Feel Skinny Episode 1 um, sh- web series, which has a crunchy 6,000 views. <laughs> oh, my God. You are such a fucking hate-ass bitch. <laughs> I'm so well, like, I have not said. Oh, and then on this says it's New York, New York. I have not told any lies. All the, I did was read was literally on your screen. But your the internet. level of petty that you are, it honestly, <laughs> it sometimes chokes me. <laughs> well, Nate, first of all, um, I, I miss back when your uh, your bio just said woman, period. <laughs> that was the best Instagram bio of all times. <laughs> Listen, honestly, listen, Monet's current bio. I'm going to let you finish. But Monet's bio, <laughs> free drag race, was the best Instagram bio of all time. Well, you know, it's just going to keep on piling up the more accolades I get. In Jesus' name, amen. I feel like there is a limit to the amount of... Um, what's where, I don't want to use anything offensive. No, you, Bullshit you, you can put on your own. <laughs> no, you, you can only put 250 characters. But, you know, hey, here we are. <laughs> are you going to get a special uh, allowance from um, the people over at Instagram? Uh, I sure the hell am, because why? I'm an Emmy Award fucking winner. Oh, my God. Yes. Anyway, this is a very special podcast because we're both on the road um, on our separate tours. and uh, well, I'm I'm on a short break from being on the road. I am currently in uh, my apartment in my basement. Right. And, Monet, what city are you in? I'm in um, the very exotic location of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Work. I have to say, coming to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, obviously I'm used to going to Philly, where Philly is very black, and Pittsburgh is kind of the exact opposite, um, but it's a really cool place. We were down yeah, at- Pittsburgh is the home of Sharon Needles. Girl, yes. Sharon fucking Needles. The queen of, uh, of, the queen of Scream. Yeah, the, the House of Haunt is located in um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You know, um, Wait, what's the House you know, of Haunt? Aquaria is House of Haunt. That's uh, Sharon Needles' drag house. What do you mean her drag house? What the fuck? Like, Dra- Sharon Needles is the legendary mother of the House of Haunt. The House of Haunt is not a real thing. It absolutely is. It's Sharon Needles. It's Alaska Thunderfuck. It's Aquaria. It's um, queens like that. Cherry, Bo- Cher- Cherry Bomb. I have never heard of this House of Haunt thing. That don't is is it like how you think that the House of the Drag Queen is a real thing, but it's not? Okay, maybe I'm just more into drag culture and underground stuff than you are. No, the House of Haunt. Wait, wait, is it really like how you think the the House of the Drag Queen is a thing? Is is that is okay, that? Okay, first, first of all, I've never seriously. So first of all, I would never claim y'all hoes in my house. Okay? First of all, you you can't claim it because I'm not yours, bitch, and not my fucking drag mother. And you are not. You will never be. I I, I don't want to be, bitch. You will never be one of my children, Miss Dane. <laughs> you will always be from the house of Davenport. <laughs> you know, people don't know that about me that I am officially a Davenport. No one knows that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can tell. Um, <laughs> you nasty queen. Wait, so you want a break for how long is your break? Uh, it was just two days. I came back home to audition for a play, which I did a terrible job. I really bummed this audition. Like I no, really 
No. Well, what happened was, it's, oh my gosh, shut up. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a, sh- I was doing Shakespeare and I have not, I don't think I've uttered words of Shakespeare since I was in college and under the tutelage of my uh, professors who are much better than I am. So iambic pentameter. I, um, I don't think this play is an iambic pentameter, oh. but that's cool. Maybe it is. Honestly, maybe that's my problem. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I honestly, I, I really think that's what the problem is. But um, it was, I just didn't do a good job, and I am now sitting in my basement holding a flashlight in my hand. <laughs> Wait, while we're on the phone, that's so inappropriate. No, I'm not using it. Honestly, what happens, I just, I just looked down at the ground, and I, I did, I did a, an event for Browsers, the porn company, recently. Word. Uh, we, we did a comedy spit roast, uh-huh. and then um, they gave all the, all the people with penises, they gave us all flashlights. And they gave all the people with vaginas um, dildos. Well, that's shady. Well, that's what they did. Um, um, and I, I've not, I've not used mine yet um, because I feel like you just need a lot of lubricant to make that. Thing well, right. here's the thing. So, um, Sherry Vine and I, legendary, iconic queen, Sherry Vine from New York City, we had a little series called Trade to Trade, and we did an episode with Boomer Banks, and he gave me his fleshlight. Not his, but he has a fleshlight of his whole. And he gave me one, and I never, I, I, I picture only using it with a partner. I just don't get into sex toys like, as a solo person. I don't get into that. I don't feature that life. Not with your, um, your, your husband? I don't have a husband. Monet is in a committed relationship. I am. Exclusive. I am in a committed relationship, yes, that is true. Are you exclusive? Yeah, we are. So all those folks trying to get some of that uh, brown round... Um, good luck to you because Brown <laughs> Betty is off the market. <laughs> Wait, we're going back to the flashlight. Yeah, so um, funny story about about the flashlight. So I had I had the flashlight one time, you know, a while back, and a guy had came over, and then I just did. I wasn't feeling my bottom fantasy, but he was really set on topping. So I just took the little fleshlight out of the thingy, so it's just like the actual thing, like the little slimy looking prolapsed hole. And I just put it between my legs so he could use it. Wait, did he not know the difference? He did, but he didn't say nothing, oh. bitch, and I didn't say nothing either. I was like, nah, you put that uh, pink, because they're all pink. Everyone was pink. <laughs> some, give some pink pussy. <laughs> Have you ever seen porn where, like, a black woman has, like, a, a very strangely fuchsia vagina? It's so strange. The only uh, porn I watch with women is usually when I see a porn where a guy has an absurdly big penis. <laughs> and they be turning some Say their out. names. Say their names. <laughs> no, but, this, but it's always, like, some trade dude with no picture, no name. It's just it's just a video he recorded. You know they fucking on some um, on a can of mashed potatoes behind the Applebee's. You know, <laughs> a can of mashed potatoes work. You know what it is. They know the hell they know. Anyway, well, you know how we do out here in these streets. So we're both on our respective tours, and um, and respective perspective. No, it's perspective. Okay, why? Okay, perspective is about perception, right? And respective. Well, I didn't even get to finish why it's the perspective. Okay, okay go, ahead. go ahead. Because from your perspective, you think that your tour is lit, more lit than mine. And from my perspective, you're full of shit. Ours is better and more lit than yours. 
Okay, I will say a couple of things. One, I I still don't think what how that's how that works. Um, but two, um, my okay, this is not to be shady. When anyone says not to be shady, not to be rude, they're they're literally trying to be shady or rude. A, oh my god, a spider just crawled on me. You are in season 10 of the worker right now, girl. When I, a spider crawls on me. Oh no, ma'am. I'm like getting literally getting goosebumps hearing you say Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god. Ew, we are such faggots. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even sit down here. <laughs> it's gone. I tried to kill it, but it's gone. <laughs> Wait, was it a big spider or a little spider? It was like the size of maybe a dime. Or <laughs> bitch, you live in New York City. You've eaten worse. Monet, I am so. Oh my god, that fucking scared me. I am. Sh- I'm Bob, I am shaking. so gagged. This is, I cannot believe this is you right now. Monet, you know I'm afraid of bugs. You know that about me. Why are you acting brand new? I can, girl. You live in New York City. You scared of bugs, bitch? I'm not scared of rats. A rat could walk through here and we could be buddies. <laughs> Bugs are different. Uh. Okay. Woo. All right. Back on track. You um, this is not up for debate. Work the World is literally the best drag show I've ever been a part of. Ever. Ever. Well, you Work also the World never on a is tour better than mm. um, um, uh, uh, Battle on the, on the, on the Catwalk. It's called, first of all, it's called Warner Catwalk, and you just never been part of an amazing show hosted by Monet Exchange on this cracker. That's your problem. Monet, I'm, I am, first of all, Monet is doing a crunchy Phoenix number. Okay. Um, oh, oh, okay. First of all, so let me, let me say this, first of all. So I have been doing, this is my, so I came up with this idea to do this Phoenix number for a very long time. Oh, and, you're, the, you're, the, you're the originator of Drag Queen. Okay, I did not say I was the originator, but between you and I, you know I did it first, and you literally tried to make a bigger, better costume to try to, to, to mimic my exact number, and you know you okay, did that. Okay, first of all, I did not try to make a bigger, better costume. My costume is, my costume is infinitely better than yours. This is not even up for debate. I will post side by sides on the internet, and you all can decide. Okay, but who Who's, did it first, though? Between you and I, who did it first? Just to, to answer that question. Who did, dra- no, Monet, who no, did no, drag no, no. first? Answer my question. Who did it first? Monet, you did a crunchy Phoenix number while yelling fire, 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 <laughs> and pulling off an ill-fitting skirt that is clearly a reveal from 10,000 feet away. Even the bitch in the back was like, she about to pull off that skirt. <laughs> First of all, your little crunchy wings can't even stand up on their own. You need like 18 crew members to help you put it on. That's whack as hell, okay, my nigga. Like, you wag. Each wing has a person. They flap by themselves. No, they don't. Each, each wing has like three people. I've seen the motherfucking video, so don't that try it. That's true. Each wing is one person, and the wings uh, are not attached to me so that I can dance, which I dance. Yeah, dance and crunch, crunch boots, your, your little fucking wobbly-ass knee, wibbity wobbity wobbly wobbly wobbin I dance the house down, my outfit is fierce, and then my gown unclockably turns into... A fucking Bob. Um, first of all, leotard. No, no, no. I've seen it. It's. I mean, I'm not saying your number is bad, but mine is definitely a great number as well. So please don't try it. Oh yeah, your number is great, but my number is fucking fantastic. That's, <laughs> that is the difference between our numbers. Your number is like, yeah, Monet did a thing with some feathers and some boots that don't match her outfit. It's my boots. They match the blue. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, there is a blue feather. Which, by the way, phoenixes don't have blue anywhere in them. This thing. Okay, first of all, my number again is is is, is conceptual. I'm a flame. I you see because you because you're so caught up in the world of being basic and just being a phoenix. I wanted to encapsulate all that a phoenix is, which is feathers and fire and flame and do everything. You're just being you're you're just being very one dimensional. I'm being cerebral and having an actual concept and an actual visualized design. Oh my God, Monet, you are so ridiculous. I'm not ridiculous. There's, there's a lot of different reasons why your concept in theory works, but in actuality does not work. Okay. What, well, do you want me to First set myself all, on fire, bitch? Do what? You want me to just, 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 just light, get a match and strike it and light my ass up? That's what, that's what Shangela would have done. <laughs> also, can we talk about this picture of you from nightgowns where you have been liquefied within an inch of your life? I have not been liquefied. That, first of all, when I did a nightgowns, I wore my steel bone corset. On this tour, I'm not wearing that corset because I Yeah, just... yeah, you show late. <laughs> <laughs> you sure the hell are not, Miss Thing. In that picture, I was wearing my corset. I cannot. I cannot. That, I mean, you know how a corset. Like, Do you wear your corset every show? Bitch, every time I get on stage, I don't get fucking read by these shady ass fans. I put that corset on. No, I can't. It's that corset. I mean, I wore it every episode of of Drag Race, and I, I, it, it, it's you. It's a pain, girl. I can't. But I am when I am wearing that corset. I am doing all the choreography and wearing that corset. Yes, ma'am, I am. Yes, ma'am, I am. Okay, and why are you talking? <laughs> but um, going back to your audition, I I feel I believe in you. I know you're you're a fierce actress, and I think that you that you that you that you may get it. What's mine will be mine, and what's not cannot be mine. So, you know, case the blah the blah. Well, um, you know, and even though you fucked it up, look at I mean, I saw your audition tape for season eight, and you still got that. So I believe that I believe that you can still get this. I believe in you. I'm gonna shut your crunchy Emmy winning ass up. <laughs> You are quickly not acting like the nicest drag queen in the world anymore, man. <laughs> I am very congenial, but I'm very honest. Well, you know, uh, uh, the the unnamed assailant on Bianca's Instagram post has reached out to us. Oh, he did. This bitch, he did reach out, and we will be mm-hmm. having a convo with him. Are you going to be nice to him? I'm going to be honest in my feelings. But can you be cordial and, like, not cause a scene? Can you act like you're not from Brooklyn for, like, a I'm about to say, I'm going to try my best to not be a banshee bitch from Brooklyn. I'm really, I, I promise you that I'm going to try my best. But when I hear the bullshit, it's just going to make me. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be reactive. Monet, don't be Cardi B. Don't throw a shoe. <laughs> don't get pulled out with one shoe, a rip in your dress, and a lump on your head. Uh, what, what do you think about that? So did you hear Nick, what, what Nikki said on Queen Radio about it? What she said? I meant to send it to you. It was like she she was like really perturbed and she was really pissed. She was like she was like basically like what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I was like this bitch. She's at like the height of her career and she's walking into event into an event throwing a shoe and claiming that I said that I said all these bad things about her kid and blah 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 blah. She was like this is a problem with like with 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 social media and stuff today. Like we're not recognizing that this bitch has a problem that she's so focused on me at the height of her career and like slandering her own image and everyone is kicking back and kiki and laughing they're like she needs to be helped what do you what do you say to that honestly this is what i say i feel i'm kind of annoyed that like the three biggest names in rap right now are two women and one guy is nikki cardi and drake two women are two women are 
the top three in the hip hop name right now, mm-hmm. and they why and like why come they have to be pitted against each other? And I really do think it's because the fans are constantly making them, you know, go against each other. The the fans are constantly putting them against each other and make and compare them to each other. And after a while, I think that starts to get to your brain. And it, and especially if you're if you're new to being famous like Cardi is, right. that shit fucks with you. You know what I mean? And then and then next thing you know, instead of these two taking over the hip hop game, which they could have fucking done, mm-hmm. it's these two against each other. But Drake gets to hang out with every other hip hop artist. You know what I mean? Um. And also, we also have to recognize that these, like, not for nothing, these are two bitches, one from Jamaica, Queens, okay, the last stop on the fucking E train, Sutton Boulevard, and one bitch from Fordham Road in the Bronx. So these are two hood bitches. So it's literally the last stop on the A and the last stop on the, <laughs> on the four train, girl. You know, like, these are hood these bitches. These bitches are from the end of the track, honey. <laughs> literally. So, like... You know, um, as someone who I love and admire, um, Amanda Seals, I listen to her podcast all the time. She was like, she's like, you know, she's like, she was really bothered that um, that everyone is making a big deal. Like, oh, I can't believe that they went to the to um, to a fashion to a New York fashion week. Blah blah blah. She was like, she was like, stop glorifying like white spaces. She was like, just because she's like, she's like, they can fight at a bar in the Bronx and they can fight at New York fashion week like that. Like, 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 like. She's basically saying like, what makes that space so sacred that they can't do what the fuck they want to because white people have curated it yeah can I tell you what gagged me that Tom Arnold and Mark Burnett I don't know who Mark Burnett is but Mark Burnett is the guy who uh, produces um, Survivor oh does he mm-hmm. so they got into a fist fight at a fucking um, a fist fight Emmy party Nuh-uh. yes girl yes they got into a fucking fight at a pre, Tom Arnold tweeted out, "Mark Burnett just went ape shit and choked me at this huge Emmy party. Then he ran away with his torn pink shirt and missing gold chain. I'm waiting for LAPD." Word. So Nikki and Cardi have started a trend, <laughs> <laughs> and it has reached over to middle-aged white men, which is go to uh, go to official events and start fucking scrapping. Oh, bitch! Let me tell you something. You watch out. The next, the next event I see your ass. I'm just, I'm just gonna just throw a shoe at your head. Bitch, on site means on site. <laughs> I'm fucking up, Bob the Dry Queen, the old fucking rain, and I'm beating that bitch up on site. I feel like half y'all don't know what on site means. <laughs> on site means soon as I see you. On, I don't give a fuck if you are with your children. I don't care if you at your grandma's funeral. I don't give a fuck if you are at the fucking post office. If you are standing in line at Chipotle, bitch. <laughs> on site means on site. Next time my eyes meet your vicinity, shit's going down. Bob, please, you are from fucking Clayton County. Like, what the fuck do you know about that? Monet, you were not last. You, Monet, you were in Clayton County for a full one year, and you came back. Ben, they made fun of me for being fat in Jamaican. They bullied me. Yeah, that's how we do out here in these streets. Bitch, please, like, y'all don't know. Let me tell you something. In New York, we know about fucking on site, all right? In junior high school, I was fucking bitches up on site. In Clayton County, you was at fucking Chick Fil A making chicken sandwiches. Okay, that was in college. It was in Columbus, Georgia. Um, and look, you are so proud. Look, look how proud you are of being violent. Just, just. I'm not proud, but it's it was girl, it was survival. It was survival. I'm gonna play it back. (laughs) It's not about being proud. It was about survival, girl. It was like either you fight or get beat up. 
I'm sure lots of people survived through New York City without absolutely without, uh, not. Fistfights. Absolutely. If you went to New York, I want listen, sibling rivalry listeners who grew up in New York City. If you went through your entire school life and never fought, please tweet me or I I need to know because I, I guarantee you at least. This is a real statistic. At least 65% of kids who went to school in New York City, grew up in New York City, you have fought at some point. I want to talk to Justin Naka. Oh, bitch. Justin Naka went to high school together. Justin Naka got into another fight with a guy named Ryan in his junior year. There is no way fucking Chelsea yes, she did. fighting. Yes, she, she did. Did she get beat up? Did she get beat up? Um, I, don't, I, I didn't see the fight. I just heard about it. But did you, did you hear she got her ass whooped? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. You know Nika Mirage was fighting in school? <laughs> bitch, you know Nikki was fighting bitches in school. You think Onika Mirage was fighting over at LaGuardia Performing Arts High School? <laughs> she did. Oh, my God, she did go to LaGuardia. I went to PBAS, which, which was the rival school of LaGuardia. But but not like an actual rival. Kind of like Peter Murray is to uh, Oh, Boston my fans. God. You are, you are a li- – I say this all the time. You are a literal terrorist. Well, bitch, you, you are uh, co- 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 cohorting with me. So shit, you are guilty by association, Miss Thing. No, I'm not. I I said it time and time again that you're just jealous of our tour. If we're gonna talk about um, terrorism and literal <laughs> terrorists, can we can we have a discussion about Brian Louder, who writes for Slate? Oh my God! Yes, I had a I had a visceral. I literally threw my phone across the room. I couldn't even get through the whole article. I read the first two paragraphs and like he is shit. The the title of the article is RuPaul's Drag Race One. RuPaul's Drag Race won its first Emmy for reality series. RuPaul seriously wasted the moment. And then underneath that it says, "Couldn't Mamaru at least m- mention her queer children?" Like what the fuck? And you know what? And I get I get so annoyed talking about this on the podcast sometimes too because you some of the listeners will be like, "Bob and Monet just up Ru's ass. They just no. It's about us also now." having the pleasure, or sometimes not the pleasure, of being public figures. And every time you get an accolade or you get an award or you have a platform, you do not need to justify, not justify, to to embrace the entire queer community. Just because you don't do that doesn't mean that you are a nasty, disgusting person. And it really pisses me off that that is the expectation. The fact that Rue is up there accepting the award is an applaud for the queer community. Right. So what? So he wrote. Um, so also, RuPaul wrote. Um, I would like to thank on behalf of. I would like to to thank on behalf of the 140 queens who have released into the wild. To which he wrote, "Hold, please. To be clear, these queens were already working and working in the wilds of their local uh, uh, queer communities well before they joined Paul's Drag Race. RuPaul did not invent or discover them. He merely provided them a larger platform. He should be profusely grateful for the queer brilliance." That um, they lent to his workroom and by extension to his brand and bank account. I'm like, first of all, shut your basic white ass up. Right. What, cra- what cracks me up is last time um, this other guy uh, came out of the closet, an NBA player came out of the closet. Brian Louder also had a bunch of choice words to say about him coming out of the closet and how his coming out was awkward and uncomfortable. So it, it seems like anytime a black queer person reaches a political, social landmark, mm-hmm. he comes out of the closet it was a guy named jason collins who came out of the closet for this when he was playing for the celtics 
this fucking Brian Brian guy comes out of the closet and talks about and discredits what they have done and what they have achieved. Yeah, it's, it's it, 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 like people don't understand, especially especially if you're not a fucking working drag queen in the world. Shut shut your ass up because you literally do not know the struggle. What RuPaul is saying is that he has given us this platform so that all of us can now travel the world and do the things that our hearts have desired for so long because of the avenue of RuPaul's Drag Race and because of the immediate, literally immediate stardom that you get from the time that your name is launched to be on the show, you are propelled into stardom, into doing the thing that you always wanted to do because Drag Race is that vessel and because of the platform that Ru has given us. That is what he's saying. He's not saying that we were some measly, scraggly flops in the Jepsons sneak, like in, in, in the sewers of our city. That's not what Ru is saying. And that, and Brian, oh my god, it's it's just garbage. It, it is literal garbage. To quote Justin Masters, just as I thought, trash. <laughs> like for real, girl. And I was going to yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's very silly. It's very annoying. He also went on in this article to call her a so-called icon. Which is just, again, shit. He is a fucking icon. He goes, if I sound harsh, award speeches are not, after all, the most accommodating of genres. Um, consider also how easy it is to have been merely mentioned that your show is made by at least partially for queer people who in the current political climate of ongoing... I hate when people say current political climate. Saying current political climate is just, a, is just like fodder to get people to agree with you. Current political climate right. um, of ongoing assaults on LGBTQ equality might appreciate a small note of recognition or even solidarity from a queer... for a quote, queer leader on television network... on network television... It can be done. Ryan Murphy is focusing most of his acceptance speech on American Crime Story, blah, 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 blah. Instead, we got Ruse, We got a tour of Ruse's Rolodex on some lazy brand reinforcement. Shut your fucking... Cr- Yo, that shit. And then you know you're going to get some fucking Twitter warriors and fucking idiots online are going to be like, yeah, totally. Fuck off. And they will all be white, every single one of them. <laughs> no, because you have people, no shade, to Phil, like Philip Henry, who are going to be like, yeah, for the guy who writes a lot of, he, uh, he's, a, he's a friend of mine in New York City, but he writes a lot um, of stuff kind of echoing these viewpoints. Well, I just am kind of, actually, we should have Philip, Philip fucking Henry on here, too. We should have Philip on. I would love that. So kind of weirded out by people who... All they can do is trash RuPaul and RuPaul's Drag Race, and yet they are constantly watching, mm-hmm. constantly tuning in, constantly yickety yackety and smickety smackety, and just going on and on about how you know. I don't. Know, I I just find it a little bit interesting personally um, how you know this black queer person is reaching all these heights, and how quick people are to tear them down at literally the slightest, the, right. at the slightest idea of. Of like they say, RuPaul was not nice to Pearl once. Burn oh the God, witch. RuPaul bullshit. didn't thank the, RuPaul didn't thank the queer community. Burn the witch. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, also it's just it's part of the culture now. It's like no, like it's like no one is ever allowed to misspeak or to like 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 if you misspeak, you are the fucking devil. You are Lucifer. You are the devil incarnate yourself. If you ever misspeak or you ever make a mistake, it's like well, no one I is allowed said, to. Which anymore. is true is you know if people don't feel comfortable, if people don't feel comfortable being wrong around you, people are gonna stop wanting to be around you. Mm-hmm. You know Very what I mean? True. And no one's allowed to make mistakes anymore. I feel like back in the day, oh people God. were allowed to make mistakes and be wrong and, and yeah. find out that they that, that what they said wasn't right. 
Um, but nowadays, no, you can't say a single thing wrong. Right. And I also, I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that like someone who can go on the Oprah Winfrey show, who is a former KKK member, can go on the show, and everyone will like scream about how great they are because they reformed their ways. Meanwhile, the people who are actually in the community with you the whole time who weren't in the KKK can't get the same appreciation. Exactly. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I get it. I mean, no one's more celebrated than the rehabilitated. Uh, that's a line from Wicked. Um, is it? But, yeah, but also, how about the ones who didn't need rehabilitation in the fucking first place? Agree, you know? girl. It's 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 so it's such. Oh my god! It, it really it just really infuriates me. It gets me so mad. And again, I, this this is not this would be my viewpoint whether I got cast on the show or if I never got cast on the show. I don't. I do consider RuPaul an icon. I do consider a RuPaul a hero, a personal hero of mine. Like I just you know this is someone who has done a lot for the queer community and to look at one misstep or one misspeak and say that, oh no, everything else you've done is not valid. You're shit. You've never been there for us. It's just it's just very silly. Yeah, it's mad silly. It's not fierce. It's not cute. This is one of those uh, parts where you and I share the same opinion, so it's not going to be as interesting. Of, uh... <laughs> no, but I think people want to hear what we got to say. Don't y'all want to hear what we got to say? <clears throat> oh my god, I just sounded I'll, like I'll, you. I'll add in... What? How? Then my voice got all crackly, scraggly, and draggedy. <laughs> okay, first of all, my voice sounds pure as the nightingale of the sky. Bitch, okay? oh, let's let's rewind back to a few months in Berkeley where you couldn't. Re- I'm 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 sibling rivalry. Oh shit, sibling <laughs> rivalry. Y'all about to get some inside tea. Sometimes we could not record episodes because Bob would not listen to me and go see the ENT about his fucking chords, and he literally could not speak. So we would schedule dates, and Bob could not do it because his voice was li- li- like literally gone. You really, you really think you're doing something? I'm just letting I'm, I'm letting our listeners know the real tea. Yes, I have uh, vocal problems, ladies and gentlemen. I do not have the strongest <laughs> vocal cords. I lose my voice sometimes, and by the time I'm forty, I'm going to sound like Bianca Del Rio, if not worse. <laughs> you see, the, the viewers want to see you vulnerable. We stand a vulnerable queen, Bob. We stand. We stand. <laughs> I want to have. Uh, Speaking of vulnerability, I'm going to pitch this to you on the air. I want to get uh, Eureka on the podcast to talk about her public relation issues. What do you think about that? Okay. (laughs) Do you want to have her on or no? (laughs) Sure, let's do it. Are you saying sure because you're on the air and I put you on the spot? (laughs) No, I want to do it. Let's do it. I was I was looking at some Eureka stuff. Like, but okay, I was completely I was like so out of the loop. Um, and every time I kept seeing people posting online, they kept saying stuff like it'd be a picture of like me, Eureka, and Kim or something. Mm-hmm. And folks would be like, "We love three queens of color." <laughs> oh, look at that! That's going back to that time when she made it, that story about her meeting some woman named Shaniqua or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even know. Did they have? I don't know. So I looked into it. Apparently, one time. Uh, Eureka, Eureka, Eureka Franklin. Eureka uh, Franklin. Eureka O'Hara. (laughs) Apparently one time Eureka said she wished that she was black. Right. So now everyone, when they see her, they say she's black. Or the the, people keep posting 
memes of all the black queens plus Eureka being like, I can't believe they had so many queens of color on All Stars. Oh no, my favorite one is when I mean on um on Drag Race. Someone took the picture of um the Black Girl Magic and they and they photoshopped Eureka's face on all of our. <laughs> <laughs> So what is up with like Eureka and like is it is, is it did she she says she met someone named Shaniqua? Yeah, I forgot what the story was, but she uh, and I'll find out, and I'm I'm sure our our listeners probably know. Uh, she met like something happened, and then she met someone, and she and she claims that she met some woman named Shaniqua or Sade or something like that, who basically like. Uh, and that person helped her to see the error of her way of of, of of her ways, but the fans were like that interaction never happened because the the whole interaction sounded very uh, sketchy, uh, like how she met her and what the words quote unquote that this woman said. So now the fans always ask her how is she, how is this person doing? It's, it's it's like Eureka just just digs herself deeper and deeper and deeper into this like uh, 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 limbo of racial. Stuff. Yeah, I think I think we should talk to her. Someone uh, uh, tw- uh, put her face on Shangela and says, "Hallelujah, I'm black, bitches." <laughs> well, also here's my thing. So I've seen obviously snippets of the show, uh, work the world, and I saw her do this number about the runway. I'm so confused by this. This is me number because she does she does this is me from the Greatest Showman, and behind her she has this huge this huge fucking jumbotron screen of 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 things saying that she's racist and that da, 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 and but she's singing the song this is me so it's like almost like she's embracing yeah this is me I'm racist I don't like black people it's like I get what she's trying to do but the message is just not clear and it's, it it makes it just makes I don't know it just does not help her cause. Yeah, I think that what maybe what had happened was she did not uh, realize that if she stands in front of a sign that says racist and then she performs a song that says this is me, it looks like you're saying, well, you know, this is me. I'm a racist. What do you want? I think that maybe she wasn't terribly aware of that. But I will say this. Touring with Eureka O'Hara, I really don't get the the idea that she – okay, first of all, for the record, for the 19th time, I think all white people are racist all of them even the ones even you're listening right now carl all you cannot be white and not racist you cannot be white raised in america and not have a bias towards whiteness and against people of color it's literally impossible i don't know if i agree with that i didn't ask you to agree i'm telling you this is a fact all white people Mm -hmm. have a bias toward white people and a bias against people of color it is the way you are raised you cannot live in america and not have that if you walk down the street and a pack of uh, black dudes dressed like black dudes want to dress are walking towards you late at night, you cross the street, that is a racist act, what you're doing. And you have been conditioned to do that. That that racism has been conditioned in your brain, and you can't escape that kind of behavior. I'm not saying that being racist makes you bad, but all white people are racist. That's just the bottom line. That's a very interesting... Uh, 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 um, I, don't, I don't know if I, if I agree with that. Oh, again, I'm not looking for. Uh, okay, well, bitch, this is our podcast. I'm not. I'm not trying to give you validation. I'm just saying I don't know if I agree. I cannot just agree. Call me a bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> just call me a bitch. Honestly, it's something I got from watching Jane Elliott videos on YouTube, and um, she pointed it out. And then, at the more I listened to it, I was like, she's right. All white people are racist. Jane Elliott pointed out, like Jane. Who's Elliott Jane Elliott? Jane Elliott is this teacher. Um, 
and she was she got famous because when Martin Luther King was assassinated, the next day of school, she took her class and she divided them up by kids with brown eyes. Oh yeah, that lady, that lady. Yes, I seen the videos. Yes, 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 yes. The old, the old short white lady with the with the glasses. Yeah. So every single person who had blue eyes, she would treat them really poorly. And then what she realized was that by doing this class, the people who had blue eyes within one class, if they had blue eyes, all of a sudden, because they were treated poorly and told they weren't as good, even when they were told it was an experiment, they became less able to do their homework. They were Their answers weren't as good. I remember their this. Confidence, their confidence went down. And um, because she created a world where people with blue eyes aren't as smart, aren't as good, they're combative. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then when someone with blue eyes, and she does these experiments with adults too now. And when someone with blue eyes gets really upset about what she's saying, she goes, "See, look, they're combative. I told you, I told you, people with blue eyes are very, very combative. Yeah. They can't help it. It's literally how they are. Even when she's done everything she can to make sure this person will be combative. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So she has a theory that all. I don't know if it's her theory, but. She's the first one I heard say it, that all white people are racist. She goes, including myself. And I looked at what she said, and I was like, you're right. Because if you have a bias toward white people and against people of color, that makes you racist. So, and I, Especially uh, if you're white. Well, I think that we should put that clip. Because there's, there's a really viral clip of like some kid getting mad and getting up. Right? Oh, there's a, there's a lot of them. Yeah, my favorite clip of her is when she looks at the room and she goes, she goes, if you think black people are treated poorly in this country, raise your hand. And then... No one raises their hand. And then she goes, okay, how about this question? If you want to be treated the way black people are treated in this country, raise your hand. please raise your hand. And no one <laughs> no. raises their hand. She, she, she goes, so what you're saying is you know there's a problem, you know it's not right, and you don't want it for you. Gag. So why are you willing to accept it for someone else? Gag! That is so legendary. That's iconic, bitch. Oh, Jane Elliott is a legend, honey. A fucking legend. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, that's 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 fucking dope. So yeah, so yeah, Eureka is racist, but also so is Michelle Visage, and so is Sasha Valore, and so is Aquaria, and so is Trixie Mattel. Like they all have bias toward white people, white skin, and white conditions. Yeah, I guess I never really, uh, um, you know, honestly, grow, as a as a as a black person in the world, growing up, like I just feel like I'm constantly even. I'm well, not not like I'm like above knowledge. I'm saying, but I'm constantly having to reassess and reanalyze what I think I know about race. I was just talking to uh, Trixie today, mm-hmm. and how that how that white bitch doing? Trixie, well, let me tell you right now, Trixie is doing quite well. Trixie literally just did fifty two fucking cities on her U.S. tour. Mm-hmm. Which is just, it's just, it's like crazy. She got all these, I mean, honestly, it's really amazing that she's getting all this stuff. And it's kind of, it kind of just blows my mind that she's like. She's fierce. I don't know. She is like fucking shutting the game down. You know what I mean? She is. She's fucking, she's turning it out, girl. Soak it up, bitch. Bitch, soak it all the fucking way up. I'm like, I can't believe that. But you know what? Honestly, good for her. Like, that's, I am so happy that that good things are happening for Trixie because she really has worked so hard for it. Trixie went from fucking being with Neverland and I think she either dropped them or they dropped her. Then then she went over to Diane who was a much smaller company. Um and she was like I mean she did the Divas of Drag tour which Alyssa Edwards famously called the the B list cast. Mm-hmm. And now she has a fucking solo tour. She's the only goddamn act. I mean, 
Talk about fucking fucking it up. You know what I mean? Do you th- do you think she'll let me borrow five dollars? She probably will. She probably will. Although Trixie and Kim have this weird thing where they both like to act like they don't have money, which I think is weird. I don't know why they do that. I know, but um, but Trixie's very vocal about it. She's like, girl, I act like I don't make. I she, she Trixie knows that. It's just weird. It's a weird thing where they act like they don't have money. It's very strange. <laughs> like I don't know how Kim is sitting around here with a Prada a fanny pack acting like she don't have money. Also, let's talk about that. So you, okay, um, uh, listeners. So Bob shames me for buying extravagant Monet, bags. You, okay, you in the word shame, you throw the word shame around. Like no, bitch, it's what you fucking did. You'd be like... I did like, not shame. I said, Monet, that is a lot of money to spend on a bag. I can't believe you spent that much money. Wow, that's shame. And then, and no, 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 because then coupled with that, you, you, would, you would say something like, wow, Monet, I can't believe you do that. That's shaming. Let me um, tell you uh, real quick um, that the hottest guy I hooked up with on the road was in uh, uh, what? Where are the Beatles from? Bitch, Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, is that what he did? That famous picture on the crossing street. That's Abbey Road. Oh, is that a Liverpool? I don't know where Abbey. I don't know. I'm not sure Abbey Road is, but I'm pretty sure it's not in Liverpool. I think it is in Liverpool. You you literally making that up? <laughs> Abbey Road is in London. Yeah. But anyway, um, I what I'm telling you is that they like this guy was so he was the prettiest person I think I've ever hooked up with in my life, and we hooked up in Liverpool, and that's that's really the, that's really the whole story. There isn't, there isn't really <laughs> a story than that. Did he did he have a big dick? He did not, but he was it was great. It was substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, he had short hair. He was about five eight. Short, he was gross. maybe maybe your complexion maybe a little bit lighter. Gross, fucking five eight. That is so short. Man, that is so rude and nasty to Miss Cracker. <laughs> uh huh. How has touring? How has touring been with you? By the way, you're on the road with all the. You're on the road. Who are you on the tour with? Wait, really quick. I want to say, is it weird that I I, I think that I think that my boyfriend is the hottest guy in the world? I'm not. I'm not even trying to say that to be cute or whatever. I really think he's so hot. That's not weird. Monet has a boyfriend. She will not ever let you forget it. That is not true. Monet, you are you are that you are the girl. I know you are. You are the girl. You are who who uh, oh, caught us on camera. Oh my god! Give me a kiss, baby. Babe gave me a kiss. Heart emoji. No, Super I... zoom with the hearts. You are so extra. I did not even do that. Monet, that is you. I came to visit Babe. Bob, I posted one video on my story. That is literally the only video I've ever posted. You posted two videos that were back-to-back on your story, and you stopped after I made fun of you. No, uh, okay, the other one was me just zooming. That, that, oh, my God. You're so extra. Monet, the truth hurts. <laughs> you bitch, you have a boyfriend, too. Yeah, I do have a boyfriend. I have, yes, I very much, but I don't rub it in your face. Also, in your defense, what you do with your boyfriend is none of my motherfucking business. I was, Y'all can say, fucking... I was about to say that. I bitch I have a fucking tattoo on my back that says it. What other people think is none of my business. You don't like my my PDA with my fucking man that's not my fucking business or my problem. Oh, I've already blocked you on Instagram. It was so <laughs> conscious. <laughs> also, also, 
also, just so y'all know, Bob is not the lovey-dovey affection type of person. And it, in fact, Bob was like, Monet, if you ever get married, I will not attend your wedding. Isn't that some fucking bullshit? Bob, yes, I'm you fucking coming. be there. And I promise you, if I was to get married and you don't come, I, I mean, that would be just be the end of our friendship. And I would, I would honestly just delete you from my life, to be very honest. Monet, do not make your wedding day about, oh my God, it's back. It's back. The bug is back. <laughs> the bitch is ah! back. That's an Aretha Franklin song, The Bitch is back. Monet, the bug is back. Oh, <laughs> shit. Hold on, I have to kill it. Wait a second. Here I go. I'm going in. I can't hear you, Monet. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going in. Just raggedy bitch. Oh, my God. You are a white woman. He is a... Fu- oh, it's flying! <laughs> Spiders don't fly. Oh, my fly. God. Monet, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was on my dress. I'm not wearing a dress, but it's like on a dress in my closet. It landed on my fucking yellow dress. That tired ass shit. Oh my god, I'm so, I'm so, like, I'm so... Well, why did you go in the basement and do it? Because it's quiet in the basement, and it's raining upstairs. Oh. Um, Back to what I was saying, I was like, I would delete you from my life if you did not attend one of the most important... Honestly, also, I don't know if I am the Marion type. I don't know if that's a thing for me. But if I was to get married in the future, you would. Uh, you're just full of shit. You would be there. Don't even. You're just okay, trying. first of all, Monet, do not make your whole wedding day about me. I'm not interested in that lifestyle. I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I told you since before you ever. I feel like as soon as me and a friend start becoming good friends, I tell them right away, I'm not coming to your wedding. And I don't want it to be a I don't want it to be a big thing. Bob, you're and full told, of shit. You're coming to my wedding. I don't know why we have that discussion. It's not a thing. I told Mitch the same thing. Mitch is engaged. And when I am not at his wedding, he gonna he, he, gonna, he gonna be looking real crazy. Bob, you're full of shit. I'm not even into, into giving this conversation any any more energy or life. Oh, well, you 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 about to be giving this uh, conversation when you marry the most beautiful man in the world with his, with his fucked up ankle. <laughs> oh my god! Don't say that. <laughs> You are so um, rude and nasty. Wait, wait, it's not rude of me to not want to come to your wedding. It's just I just don't like weddings. Bob, it's not a, it's not about you. It's about the person. I know. It's, a, it's, it's about me. It's your best. It has nothing to do with me. It's about me, your best friend, someone that you supposedly love and care about. That's who that. That's what's about. So you have to put yourself aside and just. I, I know. I can. I know. It's hard for you to fathom, but putting your ego away. And, and you being there for me. I know it's a very hard concept for you to think about. But just just try to embrace the idea of just stifling your ego for what, an hour and 20 minutes and just being there for me. Well, Monet, I put myself aside and do things for you often. And I love to do it. But what I am not interested in doing is uh, coming to yours or anyone's. It's not just you. It's not, it's not about you. Not about you. Uh, I, I, again, I don't know why I'm even entertaining this because you will be there. End of story. Moving on. I feel like I just honestly I feel like this is gonna be a really upsetting day when you and I aren't friends anymore just because I didn't come to your wedding which I told you I wasn't gonna do probably uh, three or four years ago but when the day comes and you send me that uh, that uh, letter and I don't RSVP don't get mad at me. Anyway, moving on. Um, which uh, is gonna happen if, and if you and if you do try to act crazy, bitch, I'm gonna fucking Mark Burnett the shit out of you. You gonna be you gonna be Tom Arnold. I'm going to be Mark Burnett, and I'm going to choke your ass out at a pre-Emmy party when you standing there with your Emmy Award. <laughs> also, wasn't it cool to, to when they went to go get the Emmy to see all those people that we work with on the show, like Bruce and yeah, Mandy and yeah, Jacqueline, Mish. And Todrick was up there. Todrick was up there. I was like, where'd Todrick come from? <laughs> yeah, just, just, Todrick posted online uh, next to all the Emmy Awards. I was like, why did, I was like, 
I just uh, t- t- uh, text him and said, take one. <laughs> <laughs> Grab Monet's Emmy for her. Hello. I think I, I think they, they emailed me. They, I think they, they, they're, sending, they're sending it via courier um, next weekend. Oh my so God, like that. that's not a thing. Also, you know they make you, um, you have to buy your Emmy. I know. How much do they cost, you think? $500. Or oh. Either $500 or $800. I remember specifically it's either $500 or $800. Oh, so that's so cheap. Wow, must be nice. <laughs> oh my God! Anyway, nice I rolling think... in the dough like Monet Exchange. <laughs> well, that's my name. I, I could be as rich as Monet Exchange. Oh God! Anyway, UK, I am coming. Well, I'm calling it my um mostly UK tour because I am doing a stop in Dublin. I'm going to be in Bristol on the 19th, Dublin. I'm going to be in Glasgow, Glasgow. I'm going to be in Cardiff. I'm going to be in Southampton. I'm going to be uh, um in Nottingham. I'm going to be in Liverpool, Manchester, Ireland. Well, Belfast, Ireland, Clapham, Leeds, and I'm going to be over at church in um, Dundee. So please go to uh, my website to find out the dates and the cities and what clubs are going to be. And I can't can't wait to meet the UK people and Ireland and Dublin. I I, I fucked that up once. I will never do it again. They made sure that I am (laughs) shamed. I will never fuck that up ever again. They read you the riot act, girl. They sure did, girl. And now I'm scared every time I say UK. I'm like, uh, Dublin, uh, where am I going? I think we have come to the end of this podcast because this wedding thing has sent me into a tizzy and it's really upset me. Money, I don't know why you mad. I don't know why why you all gagging. You're so full of shit. You're going to be there. Oh, this is going to be a really upsetting day, and I just hope that for the sake of our friendship, you just don't get married. Just also, y'all know Bob will literally do a thing until you will do a thing till your dying day. Bob, on your God forbid, on your deathbed, God forbid that ever happens, you are you will be doing a thing until you take your last breath on this earth. To my dying day, bitch, I'll be doing a thing to your wedding day. How about that? You talk about days, honey. Oh, oh my goodness. Anyway, this is a great chat. Um, I have to go get ready for my award-winning uh, uh, um, show tonight. Like what award, bitch? What award? Did you um, I am now an Emmy Award winner. I, I, I honestly, I do want to take the time to thank everyone who is supporting me in RuPaul's Drag Race and helping me get the Emmy. I really do feel like it is because of y'all's love and support that I was able to get to this point in my career, and I look forward to many more. But you better be careful uh, with your acceptance speech. Brian Louder gonna write an article about you at Slate. <laughs> oh my God, can you can you and I come out with our own news um, publication called Slave Slave, and it, it'd be all. Uh, oh my God, but it is horrible. <laughs> and it'd be all like you know, you know, like the Onion is just all satire. Oh, that would be really funny, actually. Uh, but let, let, let's let's try to uh, release a uh, uh, sibling rivalry on a weekly basis before we start. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. I know. Before we start uh, taking on new projects, how about that? Yeah, agreed. Well, listen, I love you very much. I love and, you very um, much I, as well. I reckon I'll see you when I see you. Amen. Sibling Rivalry is proudly presented by The Only Productions. We'd like to thank you, the listeners. And we'd like to do a big special thanks to our executive producer, Mitch Farino. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace out. Bye.